time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Maple Street, USA. Late summer. A tree-lined little world of front porch gliders, barbecues, the laughter of children, and the bell of an ice cream vendor. At the sound of the roar and the flash of light, it will be precisely 6.43 p.m. on Maple Street. That's what it looked like. I didn't hear any crash, though, did you? No, I didn't hear anything except a roar. Steve, what was that? I guess it was a meteor, honey. Came awful close, didn't it? Too close for my money. Much too close. This is Maple Street on a late Saturday afternoon. Maple Street in the last calm and reflective moment before the monsters came. Episode 22 of The Twilight Zone uh, is the monsters are due on Maple Street. And uh, I don't know about you, Sean, but this is like, this is like, if I'm going to tell people mm-hmm. one episode to, yeah. to watch, to get them hooked on the Twilight Zone, uh, it's either going to be this one, or if they're uh, they have a little bit more of a sense of whimsy uh, to serve man. But I was going to say to serve man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is you know you your your term of the Mount Rushmore. If I only had to pick four, uh, this is hands down one of them. Yeah, funny story. Actually, uh, in seventh grade, I believe it was uh, the uh, the the. English book that we had that year actually had the script for the, the, the screenplay for, for this one. Really? And uh, yeah, we actually read it in class with uh, people taking different parts and uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so that, so that was fun. And th- this is, this is the first of what I call the twilight zone. Never get to know your neighbor's trilogy. <laughs> uh, there's uh, the monsters are doing maple street, the shelter and the shelter. Uh, jackets is, i was uh, i was ab- i was about to i was about to ask you does this remind you at all of the i was gonna say the vault um because i'm wrong on everything always but the uh <laughs> this this was very similar to uh to the shelter um executed a little bit better but uh but the shelter's a fantastic episode as well um my my first uh like i had seen it just on a on a marathon but my first probably adult introduction to it was um, I think Keith Olbermann is uh, pretty widely known as being impossible to work with. Um, what I've heard. Yeah. From ESPN to MSNBC. And he had a, he had like a YouTube show for a couple months, then he just stopped. But um, you know, when he was on MSNBC, uh, however you feel about president Bush, whatever, uh, he, he had a, he, one of his rants, uh, was about, um, 
I don't know, something political. And, uh, and he referenced the monsters are due on Maple street. And I'm like, I need to get back into the twilight zone. Um, and uh, I think that's probably what, I think this episode actually got me back into uh, more than just watching sci-fi marathons as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, th- so there was a year where they decided that um, uh, they were going to, you know, at the, at the sci-fi marathon for, for New Year's, they were going to run every episode in the order it aired. Yes. Yes. And um, that went over like the year they decided <laughs> to do the home run contest based on your country of origin. <laughs> it, it did like everybody was upset because th- this one came on at like, you know, yeah, two in the morning. Yeah, if you start, I mean, you know, this would be what uh, hour eleven, basically. So yeah. if you start it at noon, this is going to be, you know, close to midnight. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so you know, we're not the only ones who love this episode. As a matter of fact, Time named it uh, one of the top ten best uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, now I'm gonna have to look and and see which ones they pick. Yeah, I definitely need to. <laughs> Why did why did they not clear this list with us before they published it? That's that's the real question. <laughs> uh, so you know, we we get into it, uh, you know, almost immediately. Where uh, you know they're they're all uh, sitting around having a good time, you know, share, sharing a beer. The uh, the ice cream truck is there, and uh, then uh, you know a thing flies over and knocks everything out, and um, you know. I, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, when I was growing up and even uh, even as an adult, um, the power has gone out from time to time. Yeah. No time have I ever immediately gone uh, like the guy from uh, Ancient Aliens and said, nope, it's the aliens. It went out yesterday for me for some reason for two hours. And uh, I just prayed that uh, my laptop would hold enough charge uh, mm-hmm. so that I could like you know, entertain myself. Cause God knows I'm not going on a walk. The, the, the closest I get to, to being that paranoid is that uh, if, you know, when the, the power does go out, I do immediately check my phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Power just went out and it wasn't like an EMP attack or something. <laughs> like, that, that, that thought does actually enter my mind. Oh, That's yeah. really funny. You know, I checked my phone uh, before uh, major storms down here in Alabama, just because we get them all the time. And um, just to make sure that uh, it is a hundred percent charged uh, before any, yeah. any massive storm that could knock out the power. Uh, so, so yeah, just, just, just picture me, uh, you know, some random Saturday morning. I'm, uh, I'm taking a shower. The power goes out. I'm like, okay, is this it? Is it the MP attack, or are we just uh, we out for a, for a minute or two? And and yeah, so people thinking that I, I'm slightly paranoid. Yeah, but that thought does enter my mind. I love time. it. I love but it. And now I, I will never, forever be paranoid about that. I I never immediately think there must be aliens. No. Uh, and that's that's why now hey we may be all be uh made fools of you know eventually it may turn out to be aliens you never know and then and then we can finally have the i told you so episodes so, with conrad exactly uh, uh, <laughs> so so i i i um i i it, it's amazing because like their immediate reaction is Oh, okay. You know, the power just went out and, you know, this, this kid 
keeps trying to convince everybody, oh, no, it's the aliens. Yeah. And at, at, at first, like, nobody believes him because it's just some dumb kid saying what he'd read in a comic book. Um, so, so it, you know, I, I guess the way the story plays out, it makes sense. But that, that's, the, that's the only nitpick I can come up with is, you know, they, they go from zero to killing each other pretty quickly. Just <laughs> some kid is saying in a comic book. It is, um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know, there's, there's any number of quotes. Um, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess we should get through the plot of it before we talk about the, the message. But um, yeah, so power goes out. Everybody thinks it's the aliens. And then everybody basically accuses everybody else of being an alien. It's, it, it's, a, it's a direct commentary on, you know, the Red Scare and the, the, the witch hunts of, uh, of the 60s. Um, I don't know. Had the had this happened yet? Um, had no, had it is it is. Uh, I, I think it's still early 1960. Had Khrushchev banged his shoe on the on his desk at the UN yet? Had uh, well, well, you would. I, I I don't think it's a commentary on on like that. I think it's more of a, a McCarthy sort of sort of commentary. Yeah, rather than rather than you know like something that that another group of people is doing it's it's hey we seem to do a pretty good job of uh of you know finding enemies uh enemies over here i think that that that's really more the message but but that is a good question i know that uh like the don't wait for the translation to answer me now yeah uh, that, that that was during the cuban missile crisis so that hadn't happened yet yeah yeah um Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So The Crucible was written in 52, 56. Uh, Arthur Miller uh, was – so four, this is four years after Miller was subpoenaed to appear before the House on american Activities uh, Committee. Yeah, wow. so I think, I think McCarthy was still a, a, a senator at the time. Yeah. That, I don't think he even got, got voted out of office. Well, oh, what? yeah, he didn't get voted out of office. He died. But, yeah. but he died. He died in 57, so it was all over by that point. Wow. Mm. Um, yeah, he was, a, he was a real winner. Um, <laughs> w- w- one thing that, that jumped out at me is, uh, uh, you know, the, the first person they, they jump on is uh, poor Les Goodman. And they're giving him a hard time because apparently, occasionally, he'll come out and look up at the stars at night. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, First thing that popped in my head is my dad is into astronomy, so my family would have been the first to go. <laughs> I do, lo- <laughs> I do love how uh, you know th- this goes back into the name conversation. Um, I don't know if it's a message that he is a good man that his name is Goodman, <laughs> or the fact that his first name is less. So is he less than a good man, or is he a good man? Which you Ooh, know, that's it- a good question. If you really want to dig into this, just play with their minds, Rod. Keep playing with our minds. <laughs> and I was also thinking because uh, you know what, one of the reasons that he's he's targeted fairly early on in this whole whole adventure is because you know at one point he's trying to start his car and it won't start, and then he walks away from it and it suddenly starts. So that's supposed to be an indication that he's an alien, which is funny because it's basically outing himself as an alien. Yeah. Why would he accidentally do it unless? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he which, yeah, if, if everybody's accusing me of that first, I'm saying, what, what are you morons saying? <laughs> uh, but if you are going to say that, 
you know, why would I start my own car like that? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, uh, that, that made me think that a modern version of the story, uh, it would turn out that uh, it was a kid playing with someone's remote starter for the car and then they get <laughs> the entire neighborhood. Yeah, you definitely cannot have that exact instance in, uh, in, uh, in 2020. Yeah. Uh, also lucky I don't have a uh, ham radio because I know a few people do. And, and apparently that would also uh, warrant a death sentence. Yeah, because, you know, you're, you're secretly talking to a ham radio in 1960 apparently <laughs> has enough reach to not just talk to truckers on the interstate three counties away, but uh, to distant planets. Hey, you you never know. You make that uh, you make that uh, that ham radio antenna long enough with enough uh, enough uh, enough twists and turns in it. You, you <laughs> pretty far. What would be this? Is uh, you know some 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 uh, episodes you uh, you have an overarching question that I'm never prepared for, um, and always <laughs> answer poorly. Um, what what would be like the indi- uh, idiosyncrasy that you have that people would point to as evidence that you're definitely an alien? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know what mine would be. All he does is uh, play video games. All he does is play the same video game over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, oh, there's so many. I have I have so many idiosyncrasies that. <laughs> Have a hard time, hard time picking the one. That Sean guy is really uh, just a little too obsessed with his dog. <laughs> is his dog an alien? <laughs> and is is it is, is dog his alien dog is controlling his mind? Is Ooh, that? I think that's it. Is that, is that what's happening here? Um, he's he's a little too into Futurama. Does it remind me? <laughs> That that would be that would be it, man. I tell you, I I I don't want to get too off, but like you know the the past the past two episodes we've we've mentioned Futurama a great deal, and everybody um everybody points to like the Seymour episode as like one of the saddest moments in television history. Yeah, um, yeah. But man, there is an episode where like <sighs> Leela's in a coma. But she's like hallucinate. I don't think you find oh, that yeah, out. It's the, it's the giant space bee episode. Yeah, like, yes, 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 yes. And like, I guess she's, I don't know if you know that she's in a coma until the very end or what, but like, oh yeah, yeah. She, she gets stung and, and then she like hallucinates and she keeps like uh, hearing Fry saying like, just wake up or just keep breathing mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And then you find out that like Fry's just never lost her, uh, uh, never left her side and she's been in a coma this entire time. I, I watched that episode and for like just like forgot that I had seen it before and like ball like bawling like a like a tiny little baby. That <laughs> that episode is so well done. After- uh, well, there's an episode from uh, I think it's the it's either the the next to last season or the last season called uh, oh no it is the last season called Game of Tones. Okay, and uh, he ends up Fry has to. Fry has to like relive like the last day that he's in 1999 and he keeps trying to talk to his mom. Yeah. And, uh, and nobody will let him because they're trying to move him along to figure out what they need to figure out. And, uh, at, at the very end, at the very end of the episode, like Nibbler, uh, like, uh, he, he, he thinks he's dreaming about his mom 
and Nibbler shows up and he says, uh, no, uh, this isn't your dream. It's your mother's dream. <sighs> and, and so he, uh, his, his, his mom, <sighs> what were you trying to tell me, Fry? And he just hugs her. Shit. So, like, like that, that's almost as big as, uh, as, as I, the can't, I, I can never watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, Lord. Uh, so that that's a lot more uh, a lot more heartwarming than the monsters are doing maple. Street. Of course, of course, yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to sorry to derail the conversation. There. <laughs> um, so so here's the here's the thing that uh, so so one of the uh, characters uh, goes to the next street over. Yeah, and uh, you know to to find out what's uh, what's going on, and uh, and eventually. Uh, the the Joe McCarthy of the neighborhood decides <laughs> that it must be one of the aliens and and shoots him before even saying a word to him. I mean, he had a hammer, so. Well, he didn't even know that. You know how aliens like to use hammers. I I do. Yeah. They're so advanced they use yeah, the most rudimentary tool. Yeah. Um. So. So now you know things things have gotten pretty serious. Pete's dead. Pete, Pete's dead. Poor Pete. And, um, uh, you know, that, that's, that's basically, so, so there's a, there's a moment where I think that, uh, you know, the one character, uh, Claude Akins is, uh, is the guy who plays him basically seems to be, um, you know, talking a lot of sense into, into people. And I think probably turning things around and then, and then this happens and, and somebody actually dies and that, yeah, that, that's pretty much where things, uh, things turn completely, you know, they 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 pass the point of no return on on Maple Street. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, wait. Uh, who who shoots Pete? Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. So, yeah. and then like right after he he shoots Pete, and they all find out. That's when Charlie's the lights on his house come on, mm-hmm. and so everybody's like, "Oh, obviously Charlie, <laughs> Charlie killed Pete because he didn't want to be found out, and he now he's the alien." Um, and obviously with his previous actions, he doesn't have a lot of defenders. Yeah. Because like less Goodman, um, you know, you can make an argument that he's, he's, you know, as I said earlier, he's, he's kind of, if he's the alien, he's kind of outing himself as the alien. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Well, Charlie has been trying to convince everybody that everybody else is the alien. So it, it makes a lot of sense that he would actually be the alien. Charlie's the first one I'm going to. Yeah, uh, uh, I and uh, you know at that point uh, it, it 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 slides into uh, into into anarchy pretty quickly thereafter. And Steve and, still uh, tries. Steve Steve still tries to be the the voice of reason, but yeah, but but that's when that's when we have the uh, nice montage of people picking up bricks and rocks. Yes. <laughs> I love that part. I don't know why. It's just, it gets me every time I watch this episode. <laughs> Steve, by the way, um, uh, in, 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 in my mind, uh, his character in this one is the same that becomes a, a, a cop in BJ and the bear 20, uh, like 15 years later. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's all about diffusing the situation and, you know, but so here's where here's where things get uh, interesting and take a turn is like there actually are legitimately aliens. Yeah, everybody was right. And I and I think what what that does is um, 
you know, the, the only thing that they were wrong about is none of them were aliens. Yes. I mean, uh, everybody's lights turn on and off. Everybody becomes like even more nuts. And it, I mean, it turns into a riot. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, uh, it's one of the things that, that keeps the, uh, the episode from like being too ham fisted about it. Yeah. Yes. Because it would be very interesting. It would be very easy to say, um, you know, oh, there wasn't a threat from the Soviets or anything like that. You know, this is all all made up or anything. But but no, there really was a a, a threat from the Soviets. <laughs> that, was, uh, that wasn't really the, the question. The question is, you know, is is uh, Joe McCarthy actually doing anything other than, you know, stirring people up? Yeah. And, is he being he's just Charlie? Um, right. Exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, and even if you look at it more, kind of more globally, like, I mean, we can we can expand Maple Street to a city, a state, a country, a world. You know, where maybe if we're not constantly accusing the other person of being a villain, then maybe we could uh, not fall victim to aliens. <laughs> Like yeah, not yeah, yeah. To, like something that's trying to break us, and I mean, I you can even extend that to Russia. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that that Serling is saying that there there actually are threats out there, so let's stop making them up yes, and and yeah. focus on focus on, on things that actually are a threat. You know, like the people with the actual nuclear missiles. Yes, let's, let's <laughs> worry about them and not say that everybody over here is uh, is 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 causing problems. And like like I said, I, th- I think that's what keeps the episode from being too ham fisted. Is it is it acknowledges? Yeah, there are threats out there. So let's worry about those threats and not create some of our own. It is. It is just. It's. It's so well done. And like the the twist. We've seen twist episodes before, uh, right? Like the the one where the <laughs> why can't I remember any any episode names? Um, the one where uh, the the astronauts are uh, stranded <clears throat> on something they believe is a is a desert. Oh, I, I shot an arrow into the air. Yes, yes, that's a long one, so that's difficult. To remember. <laughs> I can't can't remember anything past uh, three syllables. So, um, but uh, I'll forget the name of this one in in the future. Exactly. Um, yeah. But but you know you you find the twist that they they've been on uh, been on Earth uh, this entire time. This twist is like you're you're definitely not expecting it because you just think it's uh, you know it's it's just going to end with the riot. But like I mean the fact that you know everybody's been right, even though it's it's one of those like you know just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean uh, there aren't people after me. Like uh-huh. like this is is the fact that they were right all along. Um, is it's just, it's, it's so well done. And like you said, like it it might be considered ham fisted in, in 2020, but like it is, uh, it is, it it is so well done. And like, it's not like a, a a giant, like dramatic reveal. It's just like, okay, well that, I guess that's all we needed to do. We didn't need to like, you know, take out their military installations. We didn't need to, uh, send an an EMP, uh, attack when, while Keith was in the shower, we just needed to flick their lights on and off a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, just got to make them a little uncomfortable and, uh, and they'll take care of the rest. Like what teachers do to quiet kids, <laughs> flicking <laughs> the lights on and off. That's all, that's all like a superior race needed, uh, alien race needed to do. That That's all. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about it, people are freaking out over wearing masks. So is it really that far fetched? 
it's uh it, it it is it it is really interesting just because like you know uh if if you go back to to 911 and you know uh maybe similar attacks i don't i don't know but like um we i mean we're still feeling like uh division from that just political division from that um mm-hmm. you know it wasn't the the direct attacks right of course that that killed you know thousands of uh, 3000 americans but like um the the like political like tribalism and uh partisanship that that kind of grew out of that we're still kind of feeling today so it's like you know there's tribalism (laughs) we are politicizing wearing a mask it is insane (laughs) <laughs> it is insane. Anyway, um, but yeah, so this... Uh, oh, no, no. You can't just say wearing a mask. We're politicizing wearing a mask during a pandemic where 140,000 people have died. It's 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 bonkers. It really is. Yeah. I just... Um, but, uh, you know, I I, 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 I try so hard to, to, to not get too political, but uh, like on, on the show, but it is, especially with episodes like this, um, but just overarchingly like it is it is very difficult to separate twilight zone and politics uh particularly through the lens of the 1960s and Mm -hmm. uh i this this episode is just so fantastic and it's just it's it's well done and like i said it is um it's definitely a mount rushmore episode I, i i do get um looking at this time magazine top 10 they put the hitchhiker on here which annoys me Oh yeah, that's I, you know I question the entire list now. <laughs> this the fact that this episode was their number seven. Um, mm, I mean, time you've made a powerful enemy today. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, fantastic episode. So uh, next episode will be uh, a, a little bit. Well, people won't be killing each other, so it'll be a little bit, a uh, little bit lighter. Uh, a world of difference. It'll be, it'll be a little bit brighter. The tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. For the record, prejudices can kill, and suspicion can destroy. And a thoughtless, frightened search for a scapegoat has a fallout all of its own. For the children, and the children yet unborn. And the pity of it is, that these things cannot be confined to the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?